solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Chapter 21, Hermione's Secret. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And, and this is Potter Watch. Oh, we sound so good, even though I'm very sick, you all. Molly is ill. It's her turn. <clears throat> I sound I sound more sick than I am, though. And we're going to do this sick together. Mm. Embrace. Let me um, get my We have mulled wine, on. because even though you'll be listening to this months and months in the future, it is holiday season for us, so... Um, it is be cold. <clears throat> yeah, we're only on chapter 10 in the real world. Like, what we're releasing today, this coming week. We're just so on it. So, um, it's time to talk about what happened last time we tried to record this episode. Oh, we had a great recording session. Wonderful. We, we, we had a precise. time commitment and we did it. We were almost, uh, no cuts, honestly. Yeah. And then we went to stop the recording and save it, and it all disappeared. <laughs> and instead of crying, we were mature. We said we were going to take some time for the holidays. Yes, we And then went we were going to come back. And drank and got third place in trivia. <laughs> and then we decided to come back. To be clear, back. not Harry Potter trivia. Yes. Regular trivia. And we come, we've come back afresh. We barely remember our original notes, and we're going to try again. <laughs> And we'll act like we've never heard each other tell each other these things. <laughs> right, right. We did not do the quiz, so we never got to the quiz before we oh, it didn't see. Yeah, which is kind of a miracle a little so, bit. So, um, that's all fresh. Blessings. Hashtag blessed. Too blessed to be stressed. Thank you, Molly. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's the saying of a lifetime. Okay. So, this is chapter 21, Hermione's Secret. Oh God, and I have so many notes. We can listen to this <laughs> because we know that um, Harry's Patronus is a stag. stag. Don't Wait, wipe. who's sick? <laughs> stag. My <laughs> Harry stag. <laughs> yeah. And, um... Okay, so chapter 21, again, Hermione's Secret, also known as... Oh, what did I name it? I named it... A Staggering Rescue. <laughs> um, Indeed. Love it. I called it Three Turns Should Do It. Just a mm. nice little pull quote for the mm. chapter rename. Love it. I love it. And we'll haiku from here. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first? I love using haiku as a verb. <laughs> well, haiku. Um, okay. Fudge and Snape are dumb. And if we could turn back time, hmm? save Black and Buckbeak. <laughs> okay. This is technically the second time I've heard this haiku and I was... Second time not prepared for the same. <clears throat> I kind of forgot that was it, and I made a split decision that despite being sick, I was still going to sing I it. I loved it. If you hadn't done it, I would have made you. I mean, I think it sounded pretty good. I'm a little pretty. tone deaf. Turn but... back time. Um, yeah. But it was solid. Okay. 
Can you follow that up? With I, some I really music? I can't <laughs> follow it up, but um, here is my haiku that happens to go after yours. Um, <laughs> uh, they go back in time to save Padfoot and Buckbeak, though Prongs saves the day. Just a nice wholesome. Yours are so lyrical, summary. though. Even though mine was actual lyrics, like yours was more like poetic, which I guess is the point of haikuing. Well, this one was. I don't know if we can say that about my gen- like generally. <coughs> my haikus are more poetic. It depends on the week. Um, but yeah, that song just kept playing in my head. But I only know the one word, like the one line. And if we could turn, or no, and if we could turn back time, that part. Well, that's the part we needed for the chapter, so. Exactly. Um, Alright, so let's get into it. Snape and Fudge. Um, such a horrid pairing. Terrible. Terrible. Um, I was also wondering what Fudge's house was, and we did try and look it up last time and we couldn't find it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's, in terms of what the information that we get about Fudge, I feel like he's a Slytherin. And I think... When it, we looked it up, it was like a people kind of went between Slytherin and Hufflepuff. Yeah, I don't know. I, he feels pretty like he's definitely extremely ambitious, and that's like what drives him is what other people think about him and how he can get ahead, um, which I think is are very Slytherin qualities. Um, I don't know if he's very loyal. I've not. I don't have evidence of that, but I also don't have evidence of, like, people that I feel like he would be loyal to. I so. mean, like, Malfoy. Lucius, that is. Yeah. Um, but he, like, seems loyal to Dumbledore, but then he's, like, flips the switch, mm-hmm. so. I also think he's extremely <clears throat> manipulative. So, um, that, those are sort of my... I don't think he's manipulative. I think he gets manipulated a lot. I think he gets manipulated, and I do think he manipulates, like, he situations to his advantage. Yeah, that's, you were saying this yes, last time about time, being a but, but politician. That, yeah, but that's, I feel like there's no politician that doesn't, like, use the right. system in, no, in a similar way. But, um. Because, like, Scrimger also manipulates, but I wouldn't say he's a Slytherin. Like, he's such a Gryffindor to me. Scrimgeour. The new... Yeah, no, 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 I know who you're talking about. I'm trying... I'm sorry, I was... Um, I wasn't prepared to, like, house him, so I was thinking yeah. of, like... I was going through my uh Well, I was also just interactions. saying for the listener at home who might not remember Scringer. Oh, yeah. I, um, Rufus. Rufus. Uh, yeah. But see, in that way, I also think Scrimmier is more bold than Fudge. Like, I think... I yeah. think you're right. Like, I think he has, like, a lot of Gryffindor qualities, right. and I think they outweigh his... Exactly. His politician-ness, I guess. That's not whatever. You know what I mean. But, like, for Fudge, I feel like that is what he brings to the table. At least as far as, like, the Fudge that we get. Like, I don't see another version of Fudge. I think that J.K. Rowling wouldn't want to make Fudge a Slytherin, which is probably why she hasn't told us his house, because... When she, like, puts somebody in Slytherin, she's, like, trying to say something about them. Either they have this, like, redemption arc, like, Regulus or Snape, or they're, like, supposed to be bad. Yeah. And Fudge is, like, is supposed to be bad, but I think it's supposed to be, like, in a different way than, like, the Death Eaters and things like that. Like, he's kind of, well, evil's a strong word, but he's, like, not a good guy in a lot of ways. He's not a good guy. 
But I, but I also disagree with J.K. Rowling, like not with her definition of a Slytherin, but like she, how with she her uses it. how she uses Slytherin. Like, right. and we've talked about this before. Like, she has to do it because it's like a children's story, like and she wanted it. to like have like a give kids a clear understanding about this is what I'm trying to say. But I think just based on her definition that she gives us of Slytherins and her songs, and um, and honestly. <clears throat> the way that we, the Slytherin characters that we do meet that aren't completely evil, the way they interact in the yeah. world, um, we can discern that not all Slytherins are evil, but that those qualities make you a Slytherin and beyond J.K. Rowling's world. And I think we can boil it down to one simple thing. She hates the color green. True. <laughs> Fair. Um, and Snape being like, and how you treat... Oh, well, hold on. He's like, I treat him like every other student, and I'm saying, like, and you treat every other student horrendously. Yeah, like, what is that supposed to... Yeah, Snape, you do treat him like... Well, no, he He doesn't treat him worse. He treats him worse. He doesn't treat him like every student, so it's just... On two levels, that is a ridiculous statement. And you treat every other student badly, except for, like, Malfoy. And, again, um, the... (laughs) That he would even be considered for an Order of Merlin, second class or first class, is ridiculous. Like, Harry, Ron, and Hermione get Orders of Merlin first class for saving the wizarding world. Well, they think that Sirius Black is, like, basically second in command. Yeah, but he did nothing to capture Oh, yeah, that's, that's my note. Because he's like, well, no, I didn't help him with the Dementors. They were um, already unconscious by the time I got there. So basically you did nothing. You got there, you were knocked out and didn't do anything. And then you get a fucking medal. And then you even admit to yourself that you were taken out of commission by 13. three 13 year old students that, that you were supposed to and be And Lupin treated. didn't even touch you. Yeah. Embarrassing. One that you admit that so strongly because you want to get Harry, Ron, and Hermione in trouble. Like, if it were me, I would want to keep that under wraps. Yeah. I would be like, it's going to my grave that I was taken down, especially by Harry, Ron, and Hermione because he keeps going on and on about how they're terrible wizards and witches and. Ugh. 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 Um, and he tattles on Harry for like going to Hogsmeade. Like, just to the Minister of Magic. Like, who the fuck cares? Oh, so awful. M, M, M. Did you know, Minister? Like, he might, he should probably be expelled. He has no, he has a disregard for the rules. People treat him special. And, <laughs> That sounds um, just like Snape. <laughs> yeah, right? That's, that's my great Snape impression. And, um, um, he goes to Hogsmeade, even though he's not supposed to. Meow. I'm Snape. Yeah, so Snape sucks. Yeah. That's what we're trying to say here. Boiling it down. Um, I like that Hermione's eavesdropping. Same Z's. Um, I, it's kind of interesting that uh, this point of view in this chapter, because we're supposed to be in Harry's point of view, but, and you think that he's the one eavesdropping, and then he wakes up. So No, I think he just opens his eyes. Oh, okay. Because I think that it's was still confusing his point to of me view. because he like 
wakes up and it, it seems like he's about to say something to Hermione and then Hermione's like, Shh. so it almost seems like we're eavesdropping from Hermione's point of view. But that could have just been a weird misread for me. I think it's like, you know, when you're kind of just first waking up and you don't open your eyes yet, but you're yeah. still kind of aware and yeah. he's like hearing, but he's not, it's like kind of just getting into his brain a little bit. Mm-hmm. What a horrible, what two horrible voices to wake up to. Stupid fudge acting all concerned for Harry. <laughs> He's like, oh, get him chocolate. Get My him next chocolate. note is just that Fudge is so dumb. Like, he is comically dumb. Like, this scene it shouldn't is be... It is supposed to be, like, comically, I think. This scene isn't supposed to be funny, because they're clearly talking about, like, ending a man's life. Like, they're talking about Sirius dying, getting the kiss, and we love Sirius now by this point, but I, like, couldn't help but, like, want to laugh at this, because I'm just like, Fudge is so stupid. Oh, Severus, they're clearly confunded. We're going on and on about... Black's work, I'm sure. Yeah. So, so stupid. But also, Harry, learn how to talk to adults when you're angry. Like, True. You need to not just, like, yell things. Even if you're upset and it's, like, life or death. Like, Hermione's doing it, but Snape won't even let her talk. Mm-hmm. It's the only good thing that Fudge has done all but. Oh my gosh, yeah, when Snape is like, what does he say to her? He's like, hold your tongue, Miss Granger. Yeah, and he like yells at her, and Fudge is like, uh, hey, she's ill and probably confunded, could you not speak to her like that? And I'm like, I don't want to ever side with Fudge, but fair. Like, Fudge, this is how he treats everyone. Every, like, all of his students. But especially her. Yeah. But I'm just, like, I'm glad that Hermione's still, like, trying to speak to Snape, even though, like, he has been so awful to her. She's like, um, Professor, that's because you were knocked out. (laughs) Also, Snape knows the truth, so he's just being an asshole. Like, he heard, he was under the invisibility cloak, he heard everything, he knows the real story, or at least knows that things are not as they seem and so this is basic like I can't even contain how disgusting it is that because of a stupid petty grudge he's willing to let someone die one and two he's willing to let the you know someone who did kill all of those people and is a known supporter of the dark lord go free like you know, Snape, the dangers that that could mean. Yeah. I think that, um, this is why I don't feel bad for Snape, for James, or for now we know just Sirius's, like, trick, is because he's just milking it at this point. Like, for all it's worth, he's like, um, I'll have you remember that he tried to murder me at 16 when, one, Snape has definitely killed people, um, as a death eater, like, yeah. Snape is straight up a death eater, like, yeah, you that's can't a, be getting on serious for something he did when he was 16. That's a good point. It's like, yeah, I get that, you know, being pranked in a prank to that extent is awful, but, like, you also sort of have to look at life in perspective of the things you've done, too, and he's just so... And no, Snape, or Sirius hasn't made amends for it, which is bad. Like, Sirius should have made amends for it, like James did. But Snape didn't even listen to that. Like, Snape didn't even care that, like, James tried to, like, help him. He's still, like, willing to blame him and Remus. Like, he's just not willing to... He just is so stuck in his ways, which is... 
unfortunately what makes like Snape such a horrible person but such an amazing character yeah. because it's really human to like be like Snape is continuously his own worst enemy like yeah. he can't like the things that he tries his whole life basically his whole adult life like the majority of his life at this point he has tried to be a better person and make up for the mistake that he feels ruined his life only one mistake well, yeah, the, the one mistake <laughs> And I said that he feels yeah. like he's clearly made others, but that he he's trying to he's on his like redemption arc, he's on his atonement or whatever. Yeah, and he still can't f- fix the problems that put him there in the first place. He's like, like he's gonna just repeat. He him. just yeah, yeah, he just repeats it, and it's it's awful. It's a tra- he's such a tragic character. It uh, it's so hard to watch. It's like. I don't know, whatever that saying is. It's like watching a car crash. You can't look away. Because he's just such a mess. And he makes himself that mess. Oh, that's... That, ugh, I can't even call him a child. I can't claim yeah. him. Yeah, and I I mean, I get that it's not just this one incident that he's holding on to. It's like his whole time in Hogwarts, he was like tormented by them. Um, but he I feel also like he did a fair bit of did tormenting. Stuff back. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, he was just like a silent bystander that mm-hmm. like all these things happen to like he got them back every chance he could uh, allegedly um but yeah I think and also well my note on Snape was just that he knows that Dumbledore is about to intervene so he's like pleading with Dumbledore yeah, he's desperate Dumbledore is I love this Dumbledore because yeah. Dumbledore does not give a fuck about Snape right now he is like or his Merlin <laughs> yeah he's like uh uh-uh. uh, he. I think he's a little bit testy with Snape at this point. Yeah, too. he's like, "Are you kidding me, sir?" Because he gives Snape that look, and it's a kind of look like Harry kind of describes it. But for me, I feel like rece- like on the receiving end as Snape, I would feel like I was back at Hogwarts as a student again. Like he looks Dumbledore like Half Moon spectacles him. Yeah. Like that is like tisk tisk Snape. He's like, stop meddling. Stop with your little schemes. You schemer. Um, I also like that Dumbledore's like, please don't interrupt me. Like, I need to tell you something. And Harry's immediately, I'm going to interrupt you. Like, I need to tell you all these things. And Dumbledore's like, Now it is your turn to listen. He doesn't listen. Does not listen. Harry. Harry. I mean, Dumbledore should have led with like, I believe you. And I'm going to tell you all this stuff. But he's like, I'm just going to tell you all this stuff. Um, I, what I will say about Dumbledore in this moment is that I feel like there's this great juxtaposition between the scene earlier where you have Snape and Fudge being, like, calling them, like, oh, like, they're just children or, like, girl and stuff like that. Yeah, like, not really treating them, like adults or not not that they are adults but like people that have not saved the world once but twice already and that deserve like the respect of um knowing what's up um or just like with respect yeah in general yes and then you get to Dumbledore who's like all right it's your turn to listen we've got a plan and we need to do this and he treats them very like you know respectfully and I I really appreciate that about Dumbledore um, in this scene, and I liked that the way that, uh, J.K. Rowling has sort of framed that. Yeah, I mean, he treats everybody like that, which I think is really nice. Even people he hates or disagrees with, like, mm-hmm. when he, and I think that's what makes him so cool, is, like, when he talks to Voldemort, 
or to Lucius, he's like, I don't forget my manners. Like, I'm going to still talk to you. Yeah. Or, like, at the, when he's about to die, and he's like. With Malfoy. And he's like, why bother with these pleasantries? And he's like, it's just common manners. Like, I don't care if I hate you. I'm still going to treat you like uh, a person. That's and, such a great scene. <clears throat> yeah. I love that scene. It's sad, but it's a great scene. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like I try and emulate that sometimes where I'm like, even if I disagree with somebody, I'm going to like, and also just kind of like my mother is always like treat or like kill them with kindness kind of thing. Yeah. And so I feel like it, it's also like more annoying to yeah. be really nice to somebody who like, you know that they, They're, it's like yeah. a mutual dislike. Yes. So I'm like, I'm just going to. That kill them with kindness acting. thing, it works. Like yeah. I. Um, I am a bit more of a hothead, so I am not as always as as successful at it, but I do, I do try, um, especially if I'm going in, like, if I can mentally prepare myself for something, then I definitely try that approach, because, one, I think, if you're actually genuinely trying to be kind and to reason with someone that you know has a different opinion than you, it always goes better if you, um, if you're like coming at it, from, yeah, level headed and coming at it from a side of like understanding and respect, but yeah, if you're doing it in a sort of like tongue in cheek, tongue in cheek way, which I think Dumbledore it also does is a just lot. more satisfying. Yeah. Um. All right. So we're getting our instructions to go back in time. Yes. I like that Hermione would never think of using the time turner in this way. Like, it didn't even come to her as, like, an option. Oh, yeah. She was like, but Dumbledore. <gasps> oh. Interesting. Oh, I, I see now what Which, we must do. She didn't, like, question it at all, and she's such a rule follower, but obviously it's coming from It's Dumbledore. coming from Dumbledore. Yeah. You don't question it's coming Dumbledore. from Big D. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you a look, just so our listeners know. <laughs> quite a judgmental look but it's a hmm, you sure you just sure, like dudley D? dudley and dumbledore <laughs> dudders dudders and dumble oh boy what a duo <laughs> what a duo the two big d's mm, indeed in 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 big deed <laughs> wow, that was terrible i'm done i quit um i like the instruction that he gives them it's just like very Dumbledore-y, like, was whimsical, like, you could save more than one life. Dun, 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 dun. Bum, bum, bum. My memories is as good as yours, Severus, so clearly I'm behind you in notes. Oh, that. no. No, but, Go like, ahead. no, that's just the, my only note that, like, I have before. I do like that. Right? My memory is as good as yours, Severus. Like, get him, Dumbledore, wreck him. What? Isn't that a line from, like, chapters ago? I have it in this, in these notes right here okay yeah i mean sure i'm just thinking of the part in the great hall when they're like when everyone's in their sleeping bags and he's like i remember yeah i he must say it again oh he must be talking about when yeah because i think when yes yeah. dumbledore it's it's in my notes where dumbledore it's like after right after pomfrey's throwing a tantrum about like yeah and because he's like i need to speak to hermione and harry no, he does. Yeah, you're right. It's like, you haven't forgotten that, Hemister. You haven't forgotten that he once tried to kill me. My memory is as good as I ever was, Severus. And Dumbledore quietly. Drag him, as the children say. Ugh, the children. The, the kitties. I'm an old woman now. Um. <laughs> I hope you sound like that. <laughs> me too. 
Um, yeah, if you need to catch up with your notes. Uh, it's okay. I can skip. We've talked about, like, most of the things. I've got, like, I've got, well, every time I go home, like, not home, I guess, like, but to my grandma's, I get, like, a weird, like, everyone in on my side of the family, like, has, like, a certain accent. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, they talk fast, and it's very, like, Ohio Southern. I know that doesn't make sense, but <laughs> it definitely, like, is a thing. Like, there is a Southern, it's kind of like being on Southern, in Southern Maryland a little <clears throat> bit. Like, everyone has, like, a very specific accent, but, um... But, yeah, I always, like, pick that up when I'm, like, with my grandma. And my mom and dad do, too. It's all weird. We all yeah. talk in a way that, like, we don't talk in my yeah. Um, where does she normally change... Where does Hermione normally change time? Like, in a bathroom? In a uh, closet? What if she just, like, falls on somebody in the U-bend? <laughs> Maybe she uses Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. Because, like, right now, they're in the hospital wing, and she does it, but they end up in the Great Hall, so it doesn't really make sense. Mm. Unless she, like, um, appears close to her real person, her past person. Do they have to be in the exact place? I don't know. Like, I I thought you would just end up where you were when you first started turning back time. I feel like you have to be, like, in the exact place or whatever but how does she how do they end up in the great hall because it says like oh maybe when you come back you have to be in the place where you started yeah yeah but i don't get how it works unless you're just like maybe hermione's like picturing like apparating like where they are supposed to end up that seems very out in the open agreed Nobody really gives Harry a good explanation of what's happening. No time, gotta keep moving. Hermione's just like, we're back in time, okay? And keep so, up. And she's so frustrated. She's like, I don't have time to do this. Just you don't just be need to catch up. Just ugh. don't you know all of those extended? Uh, uh, don't you read? Don't you read? Don't you know all the rules about? time turning that I've clearly read up on like if it was if things were reversed and Harry had the time turner she would need to know every I single know. detail right then and she would not trust it at all yeah but it's a good thing Harry's Harry because he kind of does just like go yeah. along and it's I said it's probably a good thing that Ron didn't go because he could not handle this um and then I said plus he's in his own time loop yeah but I I kind of sad but i love that what? ron's not here no he's in his own time loop as in he stumbled or another okay. look another <laughs> look excuse me i do not know why you hold on to this theory it's so funny so long oh i got another theory for you Ooh, please share Okay, well, I've got another theory for you. Ooh, please share. Which I did already share, but, like, we're pretending like this is the first We're pretending I did it because, okay, I wish that we had the old recording, because my, I love this theory, and my reaction was so genuine and impressed. You know what? I want to hear it all over again. It's going to be the same impressed, because I really love the theory. Okay, so, all kidding aside about Ron being a time-traveling Dumbledore, I think that Dumbledore, one, I definitely think that he has his own time turner, like, regardless of this theory or not. Like, I just believe that he has his own. Probably, That probably. the Ministry doesn't know about. And then, I think that 
he has gone back in time several times to perfect the timeline of Harry destroying Voldemort. And that's how he knows, like, what to do and, like, how much to tell him. And it's why he keeps things a secret from Harry because he's played it out before and he knows, like, where he went wrong in the past. And he's, like, set on this very specific path in order for Harry to get there. Oof. I, I, like, I just, I had to listen to it all over again because I think it's such a good theory and it makes everything make so much sense. Why Dumbledore behaves the way he like is. Like, it's kind of an excuse for Dumbledore, but I don't care. I don't care because it's really interesting and, like, believable. Like, I believe that Dumbledore did this. It's a little bit like the... Dumbledore has been watching Harry. No, or... the, um, just a different book series. Oh. Uh, or a different book, um... Megorium's uh, Home for Peculiar Children, I think. Oh, Pettigrew's, or oh, whatever. Okay. Home for Peculiar uh, Children. With, like, time loops, and, like, you know that if you do this, or whatever. But It's like Inception. It, it's crazy, And though. right now, he's, like, in a whole nother, like, he's Inceptioned into this. Thanks. Which is why later, when, like... They're going back in time. He, like, knows to, to like, kind of stop. Ah! It blows my mind! Plus okay. the whole Ron time loop. Like, he's in that. No! <laughs> Don't sully your perfect theory with this garbage about Ron oh, and Dumbledore. It is not garbage. It is garbage. I love the person that made this up. No. Um, um, uh... <laughs> Oh, God. And then you said this last time we recorded this episode about it being, like, that's why he's so okay and so accepting of his own death. Oh, because, yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, and I just... Because he knows it has to happen for, like, the plan to, to Yeah, like, through. and he's... And uh, you said, like, other times, like, he has done this and he's, he like, survived tried this yeah. and he can't do it. Like, the... Plus this... the whole wand thing, so, like, he can't. Yeah, <sighs> he knows that, like, Harry needs to end up with his wand. Uh, it's such a great, I believe, I, like, honestly, I accept this theory as canon. I was, um, so, because we had to re-record this episode, I've, like, read the next chapter, too, and I was thinking about this, and I have some notes about this theory in Same. my next chapter. Same. So I'm just like, oh, uh, it's so, it's so, so good, guys. It's so good. We Look, were blessed with Molly to Dumbledore, give us this inside knowledge. Like, this one and the first one, I'm, like, on this Dumbledore plot line. Like, mm -hmm. that's who I'm, like, most following. Um, you know, Dumbledore and Lockhart, like, <laughs> following <Both> them. <equally. laughs> I mean, Lockhart's pretty much wrapped up in my analysis. But, um, yeah, so that's that fan theory. Mm. <laughs> Write me if you want to talk about it. Yeah, it's great. Um, good work, Harry, on figuring out about Buckbeak. Snaps. Snaps for you. That's pretty, oh, just a little rewind. What I was going to say, um, about Ron not being there is I really love that Ron's mm. not here. Kind of. Like, and I feel bad for saying that, because I do love Ron. They go on their adventure with Hermione last book. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Um, without Hermione. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, without her. Yeah, and... Um, and I love that they're not there because 
when Harry, Ron, and Hermione are together, Harry sort of gets, like, a partner in crime in Ron, and it's, like, 2v1 Hermione. Yeah. And I think the dynamic, though, like, works well in some cases, for this particular instance, it's so great to see how Harry and Hermione work together as, like, a power friendship. Like, they have exactly what the other doesn't in that way. In most ways, yeah. And so, like... Um, in this instance where you, ha- it's not about, like, logic, but you have to think fast and, like, get to the right, she- he's like, oh, obviously we're saving Buckbeak, and she's like, but wait, 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 that doesn't logically make sense because we're going back to save Sirius, so how does Buckbeak help Sirius, and Harry's like, because we have to fly to the window, like, yeah. we gotta get there, Hermione. They're both, like, pushing themselves to be their best version of each other. Yeah, and... And um, Ron doesn't really do that. Well, it's just that Ron holds Harry back from... Um, from listening to Hermione sometimes when he should. Like, and, um, and similarly, Hermione likes to win an argument, so if she feels like it's two of them be her, and she over, like, she won't listen to Harry, or she won't, you know what I'm saying? So, like, (laughs) them together, I feel like I'm shipping Harmony right now, but that's not what I mean. Like, I mean, they're a good team in a working relationship, because, Alternately, I think Hermione definitely needs that Ron person to sort of, like... They balance each other out in a very different way, whereas, right. like, Harry and Hermione complement each other. Yeah. Ron and Hermione have more chemistry because they clash more. Yeah. Like, Hermione and Harry don't really clash. Like, they have no chemistry. None. Yeah. Because it's just, like... They get along really well. They get a, Yeah, they get along really well, and they... But I think in a relationship, it just would be, like... I guess we're here, mm-hmm. and we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not enough fire. But, um, yeah, they work so well together, and I like seeing the different ways that they solve problems, because it's very clear when they work together, and uh, I've just enjoyed it so much. Um, invisibility cloak would come in handy right now. Don't get me started. I... <laughs> This uh, this business with them forgetting the invisibility cloak. Well, Lupin straight up takes it. Yeah. I I just, uh, I just, no. I, I have so many feelings. But, okay. Oh, you had this I idea this last idea. time. So I'm confused about how time turners work. So we're going to talk about it. But we're not going to talk about Cursed Child. <laughs> I'm going to bring up Cursed Child again. Because I think it's important to make this distinction. If we can't make it here, then when else are we going to make it? But, um, so, okay, so if they had brought, so just to, like, rewind, I know our haikus don't always, you know, span the whole details of the chapter. So, in this moment, Harry is looking, at, Harry and Hermione have gone back in time, and they're looking at Snape, or they're looking, not Snape, they're looking at the invisibility cloak lying on the floor because they forgot it. And it's yeah. before Snape has come and taken it. And so Harry's like, what if I just run out and get the invisibility cloak? And Hermione's like, you can't do that because of law and magic and time. Fine. But what if Harry and Hermione had brought the invisibility cloak for them, like, in their time? And like, then, if Lupin didn't take it, but, like, yeah, Harry had it. Harry had it. So they already have the invisibility cloak right. with them. And something worked out where Harry could go and take past invisibility cloak. Like, would they have two invisibility cloaks? I think not. Well, I could see it both ways, but I think not because I think when they come back in time, <coughs> like when they come full circle, like in the next chapter, it would disappear. See, I don't, I, I just don't know. Like, also, I, actually, even more so, 
Because if Harry had it with him in his past self, his past self would still have the old one. And so new Harry, present Harry would have the new one, but it wouldn't double up. Do you know what I mean? So like past Harry's like going through the time loop again. That's true. So I see what you're saying. Yeah. Which I didn't think about this last time. I It just came to me. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Unless, no, it wouldn't. You can't have both. You can't have it twice. But in this moment, for a couple of hours, they could have had it twice. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You get two invisibility cloaks. It's a very powerful magical object, only one of its kind. Yeah. Love it. Um, but yeah, my whole thing about- Because, like, they have two wands, technically, right then, as well. Like, you know, Harry has yeah. his wand, and Harry has his Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm only gonna bring up Cursed Child for this small, like, one minute window in which I will say the reason why Cursed Child is so blatantly disregarding that doesn't make sense it's completely disregards the original series is that time turning doesn't work the same way so in Harry Potter it's the original series in this book Prisoner of Azkaban right now Harry sees himself make the Patronus he sees that he's it's fine, which means that it is a set world, that fate is in basically control of what happens. So Buckbeak was never meant to die. Sirius was always meant to go free. And we know this because Cedric was meant to die. Yeah, Cedric was meant to die. We can see that because when they go back in time, the they like fate already knows they're gonna go back in time, so that is written into the way that the world is operating. In Cursed Child time is not fixed so they and fate is not in control of everything so they are going back and they are changing things and then those changes affect what happened in the future which is not how time traveling works in this universe as we've discussed just now so that really made me angry um she destroyed time turners for a reason and it was because of all of these rules and jk rowling which is why we also have theories that jk rowling is not very responsible for cursed child right. and is in some sort of legal um obligation to say that she it. is but um but she has clearly done her research about time travel right. and knows and like what she was in loops yeah. and knows what she was doing and in the future they were like oh it's a different kind of time turner so it doesn't work quite the same and i'm like yeah but the universe works the same right anyway i'm done that was my sass it's over i know i feel like i can't even respond to most of that because i just like i find so much wrong with cursed child and i, I don't i don't accept it as canon and i don't accept jk rowling being like yeah i like it or whatever i think she's just like yeah i think it's fine that it exists I just, it makes me angry. It makes me upset, Molly. <clears throat> I'm choosing not to be upset about it. Like, I chose not to be upset about our first recording being lost. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I, I, I'm going to try to like it when we see it. I'm going to try to like it. And I think I will like it as a play. That's what that's what scares me. I have to I think keep I'm gonna enjoy vitriol. it. I have to, like, keep no, reminding myself. I want to enjoy the play, but I'm... Whether I enjoy it or not, I'm still not going to accept it into my heart as canon. Yeah. As part of the series. It's going to be like a very well done Disney performance. Like, you know, when you go to Disney World and you see like their version of Lion King that's like shortened or whatever, it's like going to be a six hour version of that. 
in two parts. So this is the weird quick thing on Cursed Child. You see part one and part two different shows. Like we're going to a matinee of part one and then the evening show of part two. Like they're not together. Yeah. Isn't that the weirdest thing though? But I, if it, it's two plays, so it makes sense that they have to do it like that. Because then you'd be in a theater for like six hours. I guess, but it just seems weird. Like, and some people are only seeing part one or they're only seeing part two because you can't get tickets for both. Yeah, that's... I mean, we left out. And we got the tickets for both. But honestly... <laughs> but it's the, like it, one you know play. Me, yeah, you know what would make me mad? If I saw like part one one day and part two another. Like that would like... And if there were different actors, yeah. like they understood was in it for like you know because on Wednesdays like the understudy is usually there oh yeah I could not deal with that that would grind my gears I couldn't do it oh uh, yeah I mean I feel very lucky that we even have tickets and that yeah uh, we have good seats it's just kind of weird like yeah. I don't know that they would separate it yeah I would rather just do it as one long show and like have an intermission obviously between the parts um and maybe even like re-entry back into the theater but and they could Honestly, they could make a lot of money if they sold you, like, food or something yeah. in between. And, like, they didn't even really upsell the tickets, which I'm really... I think that was J.K. Rowling. Yeah, they, they had a set price. And I, I, they think, I think what happened is, which is nice, is that they matched the U.K. price because you don't pay as much to see theater in U.K. Yeah. In the U.K. And I, like, as... I mean, not, you know, it's like, Broadway expensive. is... It's still expensive, but Broadway in the West End, like, Broadway is more expensive. It's no Hamilton prices. Hmm? It's no Hamilton Ham- prices. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're sick, so I heard... <laughs> it's no Hamilton prices. And I was like, what is that sometimes saying? No. But yeah, it's not <clears throat> Hamilton. Um, so I think, yeah, it's like a set... Uh, they they match those and it's re- I I love that I it made it so accessible and they really wanted genuine fans to be the first to see it which I really liked it was a lot of red tape but I feel like it wasn't hard to get that information if you no. were in the community you it know? was pretty we actually got the tickets pretty easily um, if I do say so myself so um yeah um i no think to me i just think it was best to just move past that <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get back let's into get back it. to the chapter thank you for that brief interlude that was your intermission <laughs> of um chapter 21 um so anyway how was hermione not seen or whatever during classes that was my note or whatever like when she's going back in time all the time I guess, like, it's fine if her divination class sees her and her arithmetic class sees her as long as they don't, like, interchange. But, uh, but, like, even just kind of going through the hallways and stuff, like, so much stealth and she doesn't even have an invisibility cloak. I think, yeah, I mean, Hermione's a smart cookie. And I also think, like, in terms, like, the castle's so huge. Yeah, and that's Hermione's true. not very liked so in Aww. general, so I feel like she does. That's she probably can a kind benefit. Of like... Only Ron's paying attention, like not mm-hmm. even Harry. <laughs> Sad. Sad. Like Harry is a little bit, but yeah. I also think in general, though, wizards have a a tendency to just be like, eh, yeah, because like you know what it's I'm saying. Magic. Yeah, it's magic. Magic's to do with it, you know. Yeah. Uh, maybe the worst plan is Harry trying to... <coughs> Sorry. Whoa. Let me take that back. <coughs> Sorry, go ahead. 
Maybe the worst plan was Harry being like, we'll just go in and snatch Peter or Scabbers. Yeah, and he's so pouty about it. He's like, fine. I mean, and Hermione's so panicked. She's like, no, we cannot do that. Harry's like, fine, okay, like, we won't do it. Even though Hermione would know, like, she would see herself. Yeah, Hermione could go in there and get Peter, although they might attack fake Hermione. Yeah. I think in the movie it's more of a mind fuck on like the cross timelines because yeah. they have like different instances where the future selves affect the past. But I love that. It's sort of like the I like rock. the rock incident <clears throat> when they howl for the werewolf. Oh, oh! And then obviously at the end with the Patronus. Yeah. Patron. Patron on the rocks and I'm ready for some stag. Am I right? Wow, you should you should rap. I think. <laughs> Patron on the rocks and I'm ready for some stag. <laughs> oh my god, we just like did that. That was adorable. <laughs> Amazing. Beautiful. I've never really beatboxed before. But I think that was, I was good. That was pretty good. That was pretty great. <laughs> I didn't um, even boots and cats it. <laughs> call me, um, call me Lin-Manuel. Um, boots and cats it. Dang, I think I should do this more. I do. I think that's your <laughs> calling, beatboxing. I think I'd lose breath. <laughs> Especially when you're sick. sick. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. Buckbeak, get it together. <laughs> yeah, Buckbeak, when people are trying to save you, quick tip. Because he, like, knows he's about to die, too, which is kind of sad. That is he's, sad. like, sad. But, like, Beaky! He also knows Harry. Like, Harry's ridden on the back of him before. Yeah. Yeah, once you ride on the back of, like, Buckbeak, that's like, you know, you're married in some cultures, so. Come on, get it together, Buckbeak. In some cultures. Yeah. <laughs> um, LOL at Dumbledore. Like, I just feel like he knows. He's like, um, don't I have to sign it? And then in the movie, he's like, I have a very long name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very long. Oh yeah, this bit with Dumbledore is very funny in the movie. Um. Oh God, and then her Hagrid being like, "I want to be with him. Oh, I don't want him to be alone." We've been through this though. We've had this sadness. I know, but just oh, so good. Reliving it. I'm reliving it, and then Buckbeak also being like, hearing Hagrid be so happy that yeah. he's free. Being like, I want to go back to Hagrid. Very sweet. Love the bond. Bakey! That was my Hagrid impression. That was pretty good. Better than any of my Hagrid impressions, which I don't try very often. (laughs) Let's hear one right now. Um, Give me a lot. (laughs) Why don't we do, I want to be with him. I don't want him to be alone. I want to be with him. I don't want it to be. <laughs> no. I'm better if it's a line that happens in the movie so yeah, I can, same. like, do it exactly. You're a wizard, Harry. 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 I get it. Didn't you ever wonder why you... Pe- no, that's bad. Nope. 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 Sound Australian. Nope. Nope. One second. Let's move on. Yeah, com. let's just, like, just move it. Move it on. Move it on. Okay. Hermione is so... So underlined, pushy about who did the spell. You think? 
I think she's just, like, curious. I think she's, like, extremely pushy about it. Especially because, like, she's like, oh, Harry, uh, tell me. Harry, tell me. And Harry's like, hey, here, I will tell you who I think I saw, but I think I was being, like, going under, and it was weird, and I don't think it's real. And she's like, just tell me. It's fine. Just tell me. I mean, they, like, saved her life in Harry. No, I know. I get why she wants to know, but she's... Yeah, so she... Oh, she's pushed. She begs Harry to tell her, and Harry tells her numerous times, hey, I don't think what I saw is really, like, cash, because I was, like, loopy, and my yeah. soul was about to be sucked out, because I, I was about to get the kiss. And she's like, yeah, but you know, so just tell me a thing. Because she, she knows Harry. She knows Harry really well, and she's like, I know that you saw something, and I want to know what you saw. Right. But then, my, look, my issue isn't that she asks him a bunch of time. My issue is, like, then he tells her, and she's like, ooh, that boy yeah. is crazy. Nah, <laughs> like, nah, Harry. Like, that can't happen. That can't be true. And I'm like, well, Hermione, he told you it wasn't probably true, and you forced him to tell you, and then when he told you, you were like, uh-huh, you whack. So well, I, I don't think don't... she wants to, like, feed that, because I know she... Again, she knows Harry, and he's, like, trying to yeah, make Yeah, like, it if true. she says, like, maybe, maybe yeah. then it'll it'll give him too much. Like, I understand, <clears throat> but it's just, like, the way that she was looking at him. Like, I, she could have easily been, like, oh, yeah, you're right. You probably were just, like, you know, because right. you were. But instead, she's, like. She just kind of gives him She gives him, like, a look like he's crazy, <laughs> which is rude. <laughs> And I know that look from Hermione. Like, I can envision it yeah, so clearly. I just thought that was a funny scene. It's indicative of their characters, both of them, I think. Um. Now she thinks of Dumbledore when she's like, man, I wish Dumbledore had gone down there with us. Yeah, you think? But, you know, to your theory, Dumbledore probably has in the past, and he knows that's not the way to do things. Yeah. All three of them can't fit on the hippogriff with Sirius. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you they probably wouldn't even need to go back in time if Dumbledore was with them. Oh, in the original. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, Snape, mind your own business, please. When he's like comes roaring out of the castle and then picks up the invisibility cloak, like don't even come out of the castle. Just, like, go about your business. <laughs> Are you a little upset about that? I'm a little a little bit upset about Snape, period. Well, aren't we all? Aren't <clears throat> we all? <laughs> okay, so another good Harry instinct moment about being like, okay, we're going to Hagrid's hut. Like, that's where we need to be right now. We'll go. You know, like, he's, like, very, yeah. okay. This doesn't work, so we're gonna go here. And he, like, knows that he's not there, which is, like, pretty good thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember reading this next part, and, like, my mind was just, like, reeling when, um, Harry's, like, going down to the lake, and he thinks it's his dad, mm -hmm. or even the whole conversation with him and Hermione, I'm like, oh, man, is it true? Is it he's true? He's so hopeful. Uh, so sad. And Hermione knows, like you said, she knows him so well, and she's like, yeah. Harry... Harry friend, buddy, pal. And she's where like, are you going? Yeah, she's like, no, don't go. Like, and he's like, I'm gonna go. I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, it's like your drunk friend and like the sober friend's like, no, I'm not gonna do anything. It's like, yeah, you are. And they're like, no, I'm just gonna go like talk to him. And it's like, nope, they're gonna fuck. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> wow, I feel like this is very pointed, Molly. I feel like we've both been the other friend. <laughs> That's true. I just, I just, just like brought back to a specific instance where this is an exact conversation that happened between us. Anyway, life, the past. There's a little inside knowledge for the for the fans. Um. um the saddest part is that Harry's like, I've got photos of him. When he's like, I know that it was him because I've seen him. I've got photos of him. Molly trying to make me cry on the podcast today. When don't I? Um, I want this <laughs> quote. Jim, take it away. And out of the end of his one burst, not a shapeless cloud of mist, but a blinding, dazzling silver animal. He screwed up his eyes, trying to see what it was. It looked like a horse. It was galloping silently away from him, across the black surface of the lake. He saw it lower its head and charge at the swarming Dementors. Now it was galloping around and around the black shapes on the ground, and the Dementors were falling back, scattering, retreating into the darkness. They were gone. The Patronus turned. It was cantering back toward Harry across the still surface of the water. It wasn't a horse. It wasn't a unicorn, either. It was a stag. It was shining brightly as the moon above. It was coming back to him. It stopped on the bank. Its hooves made no mark on the soft ground as it stared at Harry with its large silver eyes. Slowly, it bowed its antlered head. And Harry realized. Prongs, he whispered. But as his trembling fingertips stretched toward the creature, it vanished. Yeah, I just think it's so beautiful and sad. And just like the metaphor in that he's he realizes it's his dad and then it disappears is like too much really for me to handle. But um, uh, it's such a lovely scene. It's written so beautifully. JK, oh, beautiful. It's, it's like really sad for Harry because obviously the realization is his dad's not coming back, but it's like really good for him because he, one, he has part of his dad with him, but also because <clears throat> he can now finally do the Patronus. Like, yeah, he's it's, so happy. It's a really good moment for both. And you can recognize that happiness, like, and that joy after it comes when you've, like, tried something for a really long time and you've never really gotten it, and then you finally do. So I, I understand that. I remember there was this show in high school I was in. It was in Aida. <laughs> and I was Aida, and I had to sing this, like, really high note in one song, and I had never gotten it. Like, never once had I hit it right. And an opening night, I guess it was adrenaline, and yeah. I think it was like a block in my mind that I couldn't hit it before kind of thing. And an opening night, I hit it. And from that moment on, it was like, I knew that I, I wouldn't mess it, up yeah. that line because I had already done it. Right. So, and that's, a, that's a kind of the way Harry says it in the movie line when he's explaining it to Hermione. He was like, I knew I could do it because I had already done it. Yep. And I, like, I relate to that so strong. Lee. I do have to say, I feel like somebody had to have looked out the window during this whole charade. Oh, yeah. Then definitely. running back and forth between Hagrid's hut, a werewolf coming out. Like, it's a noisy, too. Like, werewolves are not quiet. You know, they don't have TVs at Hogwarts. This is their, like, personal Scooby-Doo. 
Like, <laughs> I know that's exactly what I'm picturing. Out, like, of trees. Um, and, like, Snape and, like, Lupin running out from the castle. Like, it's very comical. Very comical. They were, like, they, they got out some popcorn, some every flavor beans, and they had themselves a nice little show. Um, Hermione's, like, really impressed in the midst of everything, and I think it's cute. Yeah, she's like, Harry, like, that's an impressive spell. <laughs> Which it is. Like, good on Harry. Yeah. Like, father, like, son. You know? Got that Animagus early. Patronus early. Just, like, a quick line about McNair sucks. Um, that's why McNair was my rat. <laughs> like, twice so far in this book <laughs> has had maybe one line if that. not even and has been my rat not once but twice um also such a thrilling chapter was just a note i had so thrilling <laughs> what a thrill. very there's thrilling. a lot happens in this i chapter. know it's like i'm on i'm like heart beating fast during it yeah especially like the yeah this ending like them going back in time i think that's such a cool concept too i remember even when i was first reading it i was like this is so cool or maybe i wanted to go back in time don't know what whatever i, don't think I would want to go back in time you don't have those moments in your life that, like, repeat over and over again in your head, and you're like, I wish I did this differently. Yes. Not all, not every moment. Like, some mistakes, I'm like, yes, I needed this to make that. Fine. yeah. No, there are times where I'm like, oh, I really wish I hadn't done that, just, like, period. Yeah. But I don't, I feel like, because of TV shows and stuff like that, like, going back in time is really scary. Like, things always happen badly. Yeah. Or, like, that question where it's, like, if you could pick one time period to go back in time, what would you... I'm, like, I don't really want to go back in time to a certain time period. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we've... I don't... We might have said this again. Like, whatever. I'm black. So, when... Uh, not... Obviously, we've said that before on the podcast, but I meant, like, that to, like, s people like that when they ask me that. It's sort of like, um, now is sort of the best time period isn't for me. <laughs> uh, I can't go back anywhere, because then I'm just really doing myself a major disservice. Yeah, and, like, even for, like, women, it's not that great yeah, on top of it. And just, yeah, you wouldn't be great there either even that sanchez last name <laughs> like might do you wrong in the past i think we're good here yeah and i'm maybe the future but like then you know things are gonna happen and you try and change things like i'm fine in the present like to quote tumblr we still have milkshakes and racism like it's fine we don't need to go back anywhere <laughs> so just to bring it back to the reality of, of this, the chapter, um, the reality of Harry Potter. Really, Alohomora worked to like open up like this secure, like not really a prison. It's like Flitwick's office, but uh, I, I <laughs> that's a little unbelievable. But Sirius fine. is just like in this office, and they can get him out by using Alohomora. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I have no, I, I'm not going to defend J.K. Rowling here. It doesn't really make sense. He's the most, he escaped from Azkaban, and you didn't think to do, like, an anti-Alohomora on yeah. his. Like, you had that over the third floor chamber. At least in the movie, Hermione has to do, like, a full bombarda, and the whole building, like, explodes. Yeah, that was cool. It was amazing. I was like, yes! Um, what a sad farewell. I can't speak of it. We're gonna move quickly through so I don't cry, but, um, I love that Sirius checks on Ron, 
so sweet. He's like, how's Ron? How's his leg? Yeah. I accidentally broke that. Um, uh, and, oh God, you truly are your father's son, Harry. Great line. Wonderful line. I think that Harry's just like really brave and strong in this chapter because he knows that Sirius has to go and he doesn't even try. Like he, he's like, go. Like you just need to yeah, go. Yeah, you need to go. And both Hermione and, and Harry are like, to you like, gotta go. And Sirius is like, I need to have this sentimental moment yeah. with you because this might be the last time I see you. And I wanted to, I like pictured this all of my these whole life. conversations yeah. with you for 12 years in Azkaban. And it's, ugh. So I think that that's really good of Harry, even though he knows what he's losing. Yeah. He's, like, desperate to make sure he's, like, staying alive. Whereas Sirius doesn't care if he stays alive, like, as long as he gets to be with Harry, which, that's, like, the difference yeah. there. Um, but, like, Harry would rather him be alive than be with him, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of sweet. Ooh, wait, what did you say before about with Sirius? He would rather be with Harry. Then. He would rather die than not be with Harry, and Harry would rather him no, no, no. not be with no, him no, and no. die. Just, like, he would rather be with Harry than die. And then you think about the way that Sirius dies. It's yeah, like, he's, like, with Harry. Yeah, and he leaves, and he's not supposed to. Right. Like, like he'd rather be Rough. Rough. <laughs> Alright, and on that happy note... Um, those I, are my notes on the chapter. I gave the chapter 150 points. How much did I, I gave it 200 points. Woohoo, I was feeling happy. Um, yeah. I stand by that, though. I think this is the, the meat, this is the chapter that sticks out to me the most when I think about Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. It's the time-traveling chapter. Um, I love it. I, I already talked about how I love the Harry-Hermione dynamic mm-hmm. in this chapter, Oh, God, I love this bit with Sirius, even though I tried to, like... We have a brand new fan theory. Oh, yeah. 200 points to the fan theory alone. <laughs> Amazing. Um, my rat is Fudge. My rat is Snape. And then I say, honorable mention, Fudge. Yeah. Next to Alan. Um, I gave my champ to Harry. Yeah, because he did the... Yeah, Harry, Strong. Harry's, like, great. He's Strong great in Harry. the chapter. But I gave my champ to Dumbledore. Oh, nice. And then it says, honorable mention, comma, Harry. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow, I'm just like your sloppy seconds, I guess. Yeah. Always. Just kidding. I mean, I don't give it to Harry very often, and, like, he did the he did the um, Patronus in the chapter. He said goodbye to Sirius, which I thought was really hard. And, like, he figured out the hippogriff thing. Like, Harry was on it. No, I wanted to give it to Harry, but I, less frequently than I give it to Harry, give it to Dumbledore. So I really wanted to, to like, to, to give Dumbledore props when I think he does something well, because I can be very hard on him when he does a small thing wrong. So yeah. I gave my uh, rat to Dumbledore. My, thank you. I gave my champ to Dumbledore. <laughs> um, all right, so let's do some quick OWLs and oh, wrap this oh motherfucker up. <laughs> this will be interesting because, as we said, this um, was like a week ago. This is a week ago, these notes. So let's see if I remember anything. Do you want to ask me first? Sure. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> where, where specifically is Sirius? Oh. Is the same question you had? my exact question. Yep. So he's in Flitflick's office, 7th floor, 13th window from the right of yep. the West Tower. Yep. Let's just end it at that. Yeah. We had the same one. We had the same one. So. I had a feeling, because there was, like, not that much to question. And that's a good question, but, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so next chapter is the final chapter of Prisoner of Azkaban. What? No, I don't want to say goodbye. What should be the password? Um, who resigns from teaching at Hogwarts next chapter? And the third look of the night. I mean... Tell us, and you can listen to our final Tell chapter. Tell us that sad, sad news, and you can sure as nug listen to the next chapter. <clears throat> um, Alright, so great, great work. Um, even though it was our second time recording, it felt good, it felt fresh. It did, it did feel very fresh. Except for, like, kind of retelling the fan theory, but, like, Yeah, but we, we were upfront about that. We knew yeah. it was not new information. Um, Alright, so, ta-ta. TTFN. Toodaloo! Mischief managed. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum.